welcome to episode five of the Boomtown Hoops podcast. I am Stephen Morrison, and I am joined by Cade today. Cade, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, we're just happy. Finally got our first win. We're just happy. We're just going to jump right into it. We're going to kind of review the last uh, last five games, and we're going to preview uh, the next couple. So, so you start out the season, uh, lost to Utah, 86-107. to 107. Um Shea Gilgis Alexander with 18 points to lead. And the surprising thing to me, Kate, on this one was Josh Giddy was our leading rebounder with 10 rebounds. What what do you think about that? I think it's uh like it's visible. Like it's uh boss score it shows by eye test. You see him on both ends of the floor. I mean, every time there's a ball going up, he's gonna go fight for a rebound. And you don't see that in a lot of young guys, particularly. Like it's almost just kind of weird to me to see that. I mean, he's obviously taller than whoever he's gonna be guarding at six nine as a guard or six eight, whatever you want to list him as. And he just goes for it. He goes for the offensive board. He goes for the defensive board. It's just he just works harder than whoever he's guarding. Yeah, and I think that's something that that Thunder Twitter and now especially the NBA national media is starting to recognize. Um, so then jump to Friday, last Friday, big loss to the Houston Rockets down there in Houston, one twenty four ninety one. We we're not even going to talk about much about that one because that was that was just ugly. Sunday, October 24th, a loss at home, home opener to the Philadelphia 76ers, 115-103. And, Kate, I think this is really when we started seeing kind of um, kind of what we're expecting to see out of SGA this year, don't you think? Yeah, and I think it's not only just an SGA thing, but as a team thing. I mean, that was fun. All around, all around the board, it was fun. And I think if you don't give up that 23-point first quarter for Seth Curry, I think it was 23. If you don't give that up, we likely come out with a win, and I'm not going to complain about it because it was a loss. It was a fun loss. We played really well. So I'm not going to complain about that. But I think take that away. That's a team. That's a game that we win. So I think it's just a, it's the start of the fun of the season because before that, the Houston game, like I said, don't talk about it because that's the only game I don't want to lose, especially by that much. But I just think it's the start of the fun. Yeah, and, and on that game, uh, SGA dropped 29 points that game, and, and really it only went up from there. Um, jumped ahead to Tuesday that I don't know if you can call it a heartbreaking loss because, you know, we are in tank mode, but a 106 98 loss to the Warriors and, you know, shade shade dropped 30. Giddy had nine rebounds and four assists to, to me, I got to watch the entire full game of that. And I truly thought that we were going to just roll, just, just continually roll on that game. But third quarter was otherwise, um, Kay, do you have any thoughts on on that game? I mean, just as such a young team, you kind of have to expect that. I mean, like Mark Dignall said, there's going to be bleeding. And when you're a young team, you don't particularly just know out the gate how to respond to that. And I think that kind of showed in that third quarter. It's unfortunate, yeah, but it's just another loss we take. Uh, another fun one at that. I mean, Shea had 30, so it doesn't get much more fun than that. Then overall, talking about fun was Wednesday night's game, the 123-115 win over the Los Angeles Lakers. Shea was 27 and, and nine rebounds. Giddy had 10 assists. Um, he's the, I think he was uh, what's tied for second youngest uh, with, with 10 assists in a game and first being LeBron. I think that's pretty solid company. Uh, yeah, that's, that's good company. And that's exactly what you want to hear whenever you're that young. and. I think from a kid who had like every weakness in the league from all these draft analysis, it's cool to see him develop like this and like 10 assists, 18 points at like game five. That's just the amount of 
leaps he's taken every time he checks back into the game. It's just – it's visual. I mean, you see it. It's just cool. Yeah, the ceiling just continues – I mean, to me, it just continues to rise. Um, and I think that's um, – you know, really haven't seen much of, of Cunningham with, with Detroit. Saw a little bit of Jalen Green in Houston. But to me, I don't – I mean, obviously, this could be a homer take, but to me, he's rookie of the year right now. Uh, Cade, what are your what are you thinking on that? I mean, I think there's a few rookies uh, like Chris, Chris Duarte, like that have basically shown more than what you've expected, especially where they're picked. But Giddy at six has such a better storyline to it, and those, whether you want to believe it or not, it's just incorporated into those picks. And I think someone who was so doubted when he was picked, and then you didn't see much of him in the summer league. So based on preseason and five regular season games, he's turned everybody's head his way. I mean, national media talk about him like. Uh, that's a that's a good turnaround in my opinion yeah especially when you've got you know Sam Vecini and and guys like that that are you know true professional scouts that are you know praising him already this highly I think that is a huge huge uh, compliment not only to Giddy but really the entire Thunder organization for going this way um, I kind of mentioned it to Bobby on post game after the Lakers game I am just so glad the Warriors did not get him to get Giddy because that would have just been the ultimate just, oh, I couldn't even imagine on that. Well, and I, I hate to make this comparison because, I mean, you get two, two players, right, and I'm not going to mention this player yet, from overseas who at a young, young age, right, at a young age they competed. And I'm not going to say it's not LaMelo, it's Luca. I mean, I don't. I hate to make it because Luca was fantastic his rookie year, and obviously Giddy's not there yet in his rookie year. But they dominated overseas at a young age. They come to the league, and Luca said offense is easier over here. And Giddy finding his spots, uh, getting his teammates set up perfectly—that's just what you want to see, right? Um, so it's like kind of an unfair comparison because Luca was just on a whole other level, and he still is. And I think Giddy's ceiling is high. I don't know if it's Luca high, but I know it's high. So that's just kind of what bring, comes to my mind. As someone not so young, come into the league and just like kind of find their way early. Yeah, it's that's actually that's a really cool comparison. I I mean, as obviously as Thunder fans, we want that to stick. And yeah, hopefully you've For got sure. that you've got a backcourt of SGA, Dort, and Giddy. I mean, I'm I'm running with them till the till the wheels fall off with them. Um so yeah, that, that was the 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 recap first five games. Um, Kate, any any other thoughts on on any of those games? Well, just uh, grouping them together, I think it's been interesting to watch the uh, the power forward and the center position kind of develop. I mean, JRE and his one start looked fantastic. Uh, that's fun to see for someone who pressed you wanted to come in and make an immediate impact whenever he gets his first start. Um, something else that stuck out to me is Baisley playing. More so, he's being used the right way, I think, more this season than he had been. And I think that's helped to develop it more, and that'll be really crucial in this his third season. Like, it's kind of a make-or-break season for him, and we all kind of know that. I think he knows that. And I think that exclamation dunk at the end of the Lakers game kind of proved that. He knows what this season holds. <laughs> so he's just having fun. He's building his confidence. It's, that's what we need from him, playing, playing to his skills, and I think that's more beneficial for the team. Um, Derek Favors, I love him. It's fun to have him. Uh, starting lineup, I want to see JRE going forward more. Um, you can slide him in there for those tougher, bigger matchups, but only six minutes in that Lakers game. I'd like to see more of him, and that's really all I have from the first five games. Yeah, and and really, you see that um, 
and shout out to our guy Jackson, who's normally on the podcast, but can't, couldn't be this week. Um, free tie Jerome. It's, it's constantly, that's, that's constantly what we're going to be saying. Plus 28 against the Lakers last uh, Wednesday night. So, um, but yeah, the other kind of first five games, someone that really hasn't really lived up to it is Poku. Um, really hasn't, I mean, laid an absolute goose egg against the Lakers Wednesday hasn't really showed up um i don't know if it needs to be a uh you know send him down to the blue let him run a little bit down there um but he's kind of just looked off what do you what do you think about that kid i think his percentages aren't great i mean uh obviously a limited run but 21.4 percent from three 50 percent on free throws i mean obviously only 13 minutes is not a lot to work with and really find your rhythm but i think that's why we need to send him down to the uh down to the blue is let him find that rhythm. I mean, but I just – I want them to use him right in the G League, not just let him play like he owns the team. I want him to play within the system. Gets the feel for that because if he can play within the system with the Thunder, just plug him in, let him play. I think that will be more fun than letting him take over in victory cigar minutes where people are just putting their into their bench. Yeah. Yeah, especially – yeah, not playing him in those garbage minutes would be absolutely key. Um, can kind of go back on it – Uh JRE has looked, I mean, he's everything that you could ask for out of a second round pick. Having to guard the big guys like Davis and Bede, um, Dwight Howard for that matter, I think he's looked pretty solid for, for a second round pick where he was at. Uh, I agree. Uh, he just reminds me of like a modern day Nick Collison. Like he just does things right. That's just how I think of it. But he shoots more obviously from deep. So like it's like the modern day version. If I had anyone to compare it to, that'd be him. That's a, I think for Thunder fans, that's got to be the ultimate compliment comparison. I like him. I'm high on him. I like him a lot. Yep. Um, so looking ahead, Saturday, um, taking our first trip out west to go uh, to San Francisco and play the Golden State Warriors. Um, should be an interesting game. Um, I'll be curious to see kind of, you know, only lost by eight at home. Um, I'll come, I'll be curious to see uh, kind of how they play out. And, you know, someone that I keep forgetting that is on the Warriors, Clay Thompson. You know, he's been out for the last two years um, or two seasons, rather. And he's someone that I've completely forgotten about on this team. So I'll be curious to kind of see how they uh, how they line up and uh, and see if uh, really curious to see how most if Moses Moody will play this week. Uh, I think it'd be fun just to kind of scale our rookies versus their rookies, considering we had like similar picks in the in the same range. So I think it's fun to compare something I'm interested in looking at. And obviously it probably won't have the same feels as the last time because playing them at home gives us a different dynamic, more momentum in certain situations. I think this team is obviously going to play better at home, but on away games, they're young. So that kind of worries me a little bit, especially when you're facing Steph Curry in front of his home crowd, one of the best to ever shoot the ball, if not the best to ever shoot the ball. It, but at the end of the day, we have Lou Dort and our perimeter defense has been well enough, except for letting Seth Curry go off. But, I mean, if we can somewhat contain Curry, I think the Thunder are going to stay competitive, you know, stay in the game and do what they can just to stay at least in the realm of winning the game. Yeah, and I think that's kind of just the key thing. Um, um, you know, just just being competitive really is is really all I'm looking for this year for, for them. I mean, I, I know we're going to be bad. You know, I've had a – possibly very bad take of taking the over and winning 24 games this year. But um, to me, I, 
it it should it should be a fun game at least saturday night you know it's it's the 7 30 tip central time which is great for us because yeah. you know most time when we um you know going uh playing clippers or, or out there is normally it's you know nine or ten before it tips in the in in here in oklahoma so Cade, what do you think you think that'll be a win or you think that will uh will be one and five after saturday i think we'll be one and five after saturday but i do think we pull out at least one game in that west western trip like you mentioned the 7 30 start time the next two are not they're 9 30 against the clippers and the lakers i think one of them that will win will be against one of the la teams hoping it's the Clippers for, you know, the pick tank uh, reasons. I want more picks. I want their pick to be the best we can get since it's unprotected. So I hope that's the one we win. I think we'll win one one game and lose two on that whole Western Conference trip. Yeah, I think I think ultimately kind of just like what you said, we'll, we'll, we'll end up winning one of those. Wouldn't surprise me if we go 0-3 on those. Yeah. But um, And then, you know, then you got Monday night's game, uh, 9.30 central tip out in Los Angeles against the Clippers. Um, what's your, Cade, what's your big storyline for kind of what you're thinking for this one? Clippers game. Okay, I'm thinking Paul George probably has a good game. He's been playing for most of the season well. Someone like that, it's, uh, if you can take him, it's going to take probably a team, it's going to take a team effort always, but they have a lot of shooters who have, come to that team and improve significantly at shooting. Their percentages have went way up. Nick Batum, Reggie Jackson, uh, Marcus Morris. They just find a way to, like, make their shots. They make a lot of threes. I think if they get hot, uh, two Paul George's playmaking, if they get hot, I think it's kind of going to be over. But, I mean, I think it's containing the everyone else from three. I think it's limiting three-point shots, makes, um, get out and go. I think – the biggest storyline is uh, can you shut Paul George down? Can you stop the three-pointer? Yeah, and and really, you know, Thunder have the pieces to do that. They, you know, obviously they've got Lou Dort. Um, something we haven't talked about yet, Kendrick Williams. I think he's been playing, you know, he's he's played better in certain spots, but I think he's someone that I'm looking that, uh, you know, needs to improve a little bit. But overall, I think he's kind of playing – you know, how he needs to be, um, you know, he's pretty good defensively. So I'm kind of looking kind of at that two headed monster, honestly. And really, I wouldn't be surprised if they even throw Giddy on him a little bit, just to yeah. kind of get him some other looks. Uh, to the Ken Hustle point, I think he just makes so many winning plays. It's hard to not like him. He makes the plays that other players don't want to make. He gets in there to get, gets him in the trees, down in the paint, steals a couple of rebounds. I mean, he makes hustle plays. That's why we call him Kenny Hustle. He's That's just right. like, a, he's, it's easy for him to be a fan favorite. Yeah, and and really, I think the more that the season goes along, I think that's going to be one of the and you know most just casual fans probably aren't going to be paying as close attention. But I think the you know the people obviously like us, but the people who are more invested in you know realizing this that this is just a, a long term um, rebuild, not just a hey we'll go get these guys and and let's go. I I think there's going to be a lot of people on this. Um, a lot of people that really like, you know, even just outside of the, the mainstays of SGA and Dort, I think they're really going to start to like, um, you know, guys like Giddy, obviously, and uh, JRE, and you know, just just seeing where they go from go from here. Um, I mean, really, it can only go up from here, honestly. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the kind of couple games uh, 
for for next week um talk about some other just quick notes here and news um the thunder exercised their uh the contract options for for Darius basically Alexei Pokusevsky and Ty Jerome um Cade what does that say to you um mainly for we'll, we'll, we'll talk about basically first what does that say um what does that say the signal anything to you about um them picking up his option for next year I think it's obvious it's just playing the long game. I mean, there's no point in giving up after year three. Even if it is a bad year, you don't know what you can turn someone who had a bad year three into. I mean, whether it's a, somebody you want to go long-term as a building block or, like, as one of your the core three, or he could just be a role player. Like, people have to accept that not every young player is going to turn into a stud, but you have to have role players at the end of the day. If you want to compete one day, you have to have good role players, um, good veterans, you know, it's just playing the long game. See what he could be for the team. And if it's not anything, you let him walk after year four. But it's just kind of playing the long game. I think it's just kind of keeping it – basically keeping him safe. I mean, you don't want to just let him walk for nothing, especially if he does have a great season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and do you think uh, – I mean, he's only, like, 21. He's still super young. And I think that's what most people are not realizing. I'm still – the jury is still out for me on him. I still haven't fully decided yet, but I mean, I'm the last three games that I've seen from him. He's looked, I mean, it's night and day difference compared to those first two games. So I think that's something that, that Thunder fans need to consider of he's still 20. I mean, he is 21 years old. Um, He's still got room for growth, obviously, but I, I don't think I was listening to uh, sports radio this week. And the, the guy was like, if he's got five or six good games, I think you can trade him for a second round pick. And I, you know, me and you, we, we both like the picks, but I, I don't think I could do that. I mean, I, I do like the picks. Don't get me wrong. I like every pick we made. I like Aaron Wiggins on the two way deal even, but like Trey man, I'm also high on Trey man. I think I'm one of the more high ones on Trey man more than anybody I've talked to at least, but you don't just give up on someone that young, especially for that low of value, because that could look awful in two or three years if he goes to the right situation. And that's my next point is it's very situational, as in Baszler can only do so much. He's, he can only execute so much. And if we're not putting him in that position to succeed, if we're like if we're sitting him in the corner, that's not going to work for him. He's, we all know he's not the greatest shooter. He'll knock shots down. He'll get hot. He'll shoot four for eight like he did against the Lakers. But I think he's best in that slasher go get some rebounds, go make some plays in the paint kind of player. And he's he's good at cutting, knowing when to cut, making the right cut, going to get some dunks. And that's shown by the fact that he has some of the – like I think he's top three in dunks in the league right now, five games in. Yeah, he's definitely someone that like I, I would not give up on the experiment. And now if this was a team that was, you know, pushing for the playoffs, you know, the, the playing games, anything like that, then that conversation might be become more serious. But at this point, I mean, this whole team's an experiment outside of SGA and probably Dort, um, you know, just seeing what pieces stick and whatnot. So, um, you know, next one I mentioned was uh, Ty Drome had his, had his option picked up. Um, he's kind of been curious to me. Um, you know, he's only played in two games, one and a half points, one rebound, and one, one and a half assists per game. He's someone that, you know, he is a little bit older. I mean, he's only, what, you know, 24. So uh, he's someone that I'm looking at of, is he one of those guys that's just too good to tank, maybe? 
I think maybe. And I think his situation is weird because he is 24. I don't know if that leads the staff to look at him a little bit differently than someone like Basil, who's just 21. Personally, I really like Ty Jerome. And when he was freed, I really enjoyed that. It made me happy. Last season, I would agree. It was kind of weird to read him, especially the situation the team was in and the situation he's in. I think he's good. I think he can be good for this team for a while. I think he's perfect off that off the bench playing with Maladone or Trey Mann, whoever you want to put with him. I think it'll be good for the team to keep him around despite him being 24 because it's still not old. I mean, give him three or four years till he even hits his prime. We don't really know what he can be. I think it's fun to have him around, especially like a shooter off the bench who can handle the ball decently well. I mean, I think he gives you what you need off the bench. Yeah, and I think it's and, – and, you know, it could just be a – it's just an absolute log jam at guard right now because you've got SGA, you've got Dort, you've got Giddy, um, Teo, you've got Trey Mann, and then you've got Ty Jerome and, you know, not to leave anybody out. But, I mean, that's – I mean, it's just a giant log jam up there. So, I mean, that, and that also could be of, you know, um, Dagonall's just looking for um, – for those young guys to kind of see what they can what they can do so um and then of course poku got extended like i said earlier i have no idea what to think about poku right now it's he seems like the unicorn that just hasn't fully developed yet or that's what i'm hoping what what's your thoughts on on extending poku kind of same same experiment deal same boat i mean i think his ceiling on both sides of the floor is extremely high but i think the floor is also super low so i mean it's just it's really wishy-washy for me. I don't think anyone really can fairly make that judgment for another year or maybe even two on whether they want to keep him long-term or not, just because he's that much of a project. But I think that his ceiling and floor are extremely high both ends. Yeah, and I think that's the the scariest thing about him. Of He could either be – he could he could be better than Shea type of thing, or he could just be absolutely bottom of the barrel. Um, and I think that's probably the most concerning thing yeah to, to thunder fans right now and i think it's hard to not like him what's his potential i mean i think it's oh, hard yeah, as a thunder fan. every thunder fan casual or diehard fan it's hard to not look at that and just like it's fun we watched him play with the g league last year and it was just fun him and moses brown um it's hard to not like him for his potential on both ends of the floor i went and watched a preseason game where he had like three blocks and three consecutive plays or something i mean it's just fun yeah he's definitely someone that uh, you know obviously you got you just got to keep watching um, over the next two plus years, assuming that they'll keep picking up his contract. So um, Kate, any final thoughts as we, as we wrap it up here before we, uh, before we go into to the next week's um, games? Just keep Ty Jerome free. That's all. <laughs> just keep free and Ty Jerome. Well, guys, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, make sure to follow Boomtown Hoops on twitter and instagram at boomtown hoops and uh give them like them follow them on over on facebook uh make sure you're uh, checking out the the post game shows go check out the website too we got some uh kate's got a story coming up on on giddy coming up here pretty quick so keep keep your eyes posted out for that so uh for for cade i'm steven and we will catch you guys next time mm-hmm.